Would you like some cocoa with your marshmallows, Fred? Just think. In three days, we'll know what's in every one of those presents. Why wait? You cut, and I'll close. Step away from those presents, boys. As the Bible said, for every temptation, God will provide a way out. Here I am. Okay, let's do our Christmas list so we can send it off to St. Nick. Kenny, Andy, what can we ask Santa to bring you? Car. A million bucks. Got it. Socks and underwear. Fred, you know what you want from Santa. Yes, but I want to tell Santa myself. Freddie, remember last year at the mall? You know, you got kind of scared of Santa. You threw up all over his beard. Still my favorite Christmas video. Especially when we run it backwards. Welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I am your host, Scott White, and I have a returning guest. Please introduce yourself again. Hey, this is Lauren Hance, one of Scott's besties from Comedy Sports, and (laughs) I am so excited to be here today. So it's December. Well, it's not now, but when this comes out, it'll be December. So I like to to do a Christmas episode every year, and so I picked this episode, and I honestly think this... This will be the last time I go back to the Soul Man Well because it is just a t- terrible show. It's special. We did an episode with Big Bird, and then I've done an episode. I've done a Halloween episode and a Thanksgiving episode, and now we're doing the Christmas episode. And I think I'm just going to close the book on Soul Man after this episode because unless I find something, but it's just so special, as you put it. It is a very special show, and I always get excited to watch the episodes. Uh, you can take excited to mean whatever you like, but it is very fun to talk about. So we're doing, the name of the episode is Christmas Ruined My Life. We watched this on YouTube, and the clip I gave you, like, uh, the first two minutes of the show were cut off. Oh, okay. I, it started with, uh, he was talking about, oh no, he was meeting with his children about Christmas and they were going to go see Santa was where I, I started. Right. And there's just a, there's a lead up into that, but it just, it starts abruptly on YouTube. For those of you who don't know, it's a show about Dan. He is a minister, Episcopalian, I believe, and he is widowed with four children and he has two older children and two younger children. And he's talking with the two, he starts the show off with, he's talking to the two younger children 
and they're excited to go to the mall to see Santa. Yeah, and then he's, uh, I think the kids start asking him, what do you want for Christmas? And <laughs> Yeah, so, but it's it's brought up that the younger child, when he meets Santa, when he met Santa last year, he got nervous and he threw up. In Santa's beard, specifically. In Santa's beard, yes. Yes, that's disgusting. Then we have the opening credits, a lame version of Soul Man. We come back and we're greeted once again, and, and this character was in our episode, Dan's housekeeper. Who, what is, what is her accent? Do you know what her accent is? Oh my goodness. It's, it's gotta be some kind of like Eastern European Russian. I I mean, I think they were just like, Hey, do an accent of a foreign country. And so Mm -hmm. she was like, I'm going to try my best. And so it's just a mishmash of all kinds of things. It's just a very non, it's a foreign accent. That's all I can say. I can't really identify it. Not only is a sitcom bad, it's very predictable. We have the sassy housekeeper. That's been in every sitcom ever made. Like the sassy housekeeper who does her own thing. Dan talks about what he wants for Christmas, dinner. Ham, ham, ham. That's what it is. Ham, ham, ham. Ham, ham, ham. And she's like, no, you're getting fat. I'm making lentil stew or lentil casserole whatever it is and he's like no we're having ham and then anthony clark comes in and thank god for anthony clark because these episodes would be totally unwatchable if it wasn't for him you know he's great and all the little bit players are very really good actors even the guest players that they have come on i think we talked about that in one of the last episodes the star of the show with the big bird was the gal working the yes um, the door, but in this one, you know, the guy that plays, we'll get to him, the the kind of guest star for this the, the one was, was okay, really good so as well. I'm going to ask you that I did the Halloween episode with our friend Steph. Yes. She hated the oldest son, said that he couldn't act. Now, I know he doesn't have a lot to do in this one. What is your, because the episode we watched, remember when he was in the, we could see him clearly in the back waiting for his cue. That was one of the funniest moments on television, watching him in the background, like, hang out at the telephone over by the wall. I I was hoping that I was going to get that in this episode, and I was totally disappointed because he was in all of, like, 30 seconds of the show. So, yes. So, actually, that's an unfair question to ask because he's not in the show a lot. But Steph, Steph just hated that actor. Hated that actor. Bless it. You know, he's a little teenage actor and 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 they needed somebody with the look, you know, and and I guess they spent their bucks on some of the other uh adults in, in the show. But I think it's that the younger boy, you know, he did a pretty good job. And I think we talked about this last time where I felt like they gave him a lot of line readings and, and he uh and he nailed it. He did a, a really cute job. And there is a very funny joke that we'll get to in a minute with the two younger kids that I, I, I thought was really funny and i maybe i shouldn't even say that <laughs> if you want to find out what steph said go back to the trick-or-treat episode it's the halloween episode but so anthony clark walks in and the housekeeper has a knife we get a subtle lorena bobbit joke here is that what it was <laughs> well we get we, right during we the time a, period of what it was he was like uh si-, he was singing silent night silent knife <laughs> and she's like do you need anything chopped or diced and he's like no i'm fine and then he slowly puts his hands over his penis oh Um, my gosh i wasn't putting those pieces together because i wasn't figuring you know figuring the time (laughs) of when that was but that 
And then he says, jingle my bells a few seconds yes. later. It's <laughs> so she goes downstairs and he leaves. And then the kids come downstairs and they're all going to the mall to see Santa. Yes. And he, and they're, what do you want? And he says, oh, oh, nothing. Just a uh, time together and three of my favorite children. I'll let you figure out who I don't want. It's a terrible joke and they do it twice. There's not even a break. He does the same bad joke twice after the mall santa awaits hey dad what do you want for christmas peace on earth goodwill towards men and one less child <laughs> i'll let you work that out among yourselves very funny dad you don't have to get me anything all i want is a beautiful christmas morning with three of my four children <laughs> again i'll let you work that out among yourselves like, that would not fly with, like, today's moms that, you know, are like, let me cater to my children and all their insecurities and childness. And, and he's like, uh, one of y'all go away. I don't care who it is. <laughs> oh, it's a bad joke. And it's a bad joke told twice. Yeah, it's exactly the same way, back to back. Bing, bing. In case you missed it the first time, here's it. here it is the second time. <laughs> So we get to the mall. He's standing in line with his two younger kids and he's talking on the phone. We first see Gumdrop, who is the one of the elves in Santa Land. And he's a now, great character actor. I've seen him in other things. I'm not sure if he had been in other stuff at that point, he, but I, I recognize his face. He was best known for, do you remember the sitcom Perfect Strangers from the 80s? Yes, he was in that. That was him, Mark Lynn Baker. That's so where that's his money where went. Was. It did not go to the teenage boy. It <laughs> went to all of our guest appearances. Yes. <laughs> so this is Mark Lynn Baker, who was on... And I that show, like Perfect Strangers, it's like, you know, it's like a blurb from the 80s. That show was on for eight years. I, eight years. I loved that show. I watched it like as a kid. I was. I remember watching it too. Yeah. I was so into it. So now I now that's why I'm like I know who this guy is. What he's from? I should have looked on IMDb. He is also known. There was a movie that came out called uh, My Favorite Year in the early '80s. That was, and he starred in that. That was a movie that had a bunch of older stars in it, but. He was the young love interest in the movie. It's a very good movie, my favorite year. So look that up. That's where I think he first got noticed and then he got the sitcom from there. Nice. Dan and, you know, the elf, they go, and it's another like cliche. Oh, we're at the mall and we're going to get in an argument with an elf. You've seen that hundreds of times. Well, and is it would, so as if your listeners remember me from the last time, I'm also a theologian. And so it just irks me. I'm like, either this is a, a characterization of really bad pastors or like not most pastors because he just gets, Dan Aykroyd gets so, or his character gets so snarky with gumdrop. And it just, like, sends shivers up my spine. <laughs> like, really? You're a pastor and you're going to be so mean to the elf. It just blows me away. <laughs> but they're like, let's go for the zinger. Yes. <laughs> zinger in quotes. Right, exactly. Well, and then it is, it, it, um, it reminds me, as, as they're going through, they're, they're um, fussing back at each other. And then finally, 
uh, Dan Aykroyd's character says, I can tell you're a man with a lot of troubles. And then he whips out his business card and he's like, I'm a pastor and I pray for people. And it just reminds me of all of the bad like church dramas from the 90s that and and we're about to get to the trope of of this of this thing it's like i'm having a really bad day and oh here's the bible i'm not going to do all these bad things which is kind of what happens in this episode and and that of course made my stomach turn because it's just it was like it was so bad it was couldn't believe it. So the elf says, oh, your kid stepped out of line. You got to go to the back of the line. And Dan's like, no, we're not going to the back of the line. So the kids run up to Santa. And then the youngest child inevitably throws up in Santa's beard. Thankfully, they don't show us that. And, you know, all we hear is, Santa, cover your beard. It's a callback to a terrible joke. And what was the kid? I wasn't sure what he was holding. Like he had a bag of candy and it kind of looked like a bag of marshmallows. And so I don't know what it was. It, it, was... it was ridiculous. It was it really distracted me. I was like, what's he what's he holding? And, and is that what he threw up in Santa's beard? I guess it was white marshmallows. Maybe it's not that bad. <laughs> this episode is so bad and so bland that I watched it last night and I literally watched it. Up like five minutes before I called you because I did not retain any of it from the last night. I had this. I I just got done watching it maybe twenty minutes ago, and it's already fleeting from my brain. There's what else nothing is going on, right? Yes. Oh, we do need to do one. There was uh, one thing mentioned earlier in the episode about the youngest daughter getting a trampoline, and that the uh, the assistant pastor Anthony. Uh, assembled it at the church so so a lot of churches the pastor will live in a in a house next door to the church and that seems to be what's going on in in this because we hop back and forth between the church and, and inside his house so the trampoline yes we need to know yes. about the trampoline don't forget You're about right that. yes yes we are uh, dan and his two younger kids walk out of the church gumdrop oh. is uh is standing on top of the ledge one of the ledges of the church so Dan is at the point where he knows this guy's in trouble, but his kids are there. So he plays it off that, oh, he's a magical elf and he can jump from building to building like Santa. Because then all Dan the- Aykroyd realizes that this guy is like, he wants to jump off the top of the building. And this joke I did find very funny and I shouldn't find it funny, but the kid, he, tells, he tells the kids that the elf can hop magically from house to house mm. and the kids go, what? Jump, 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 jump. I was like, that one got me. I was like, that's pretty funny. I should not be laughing about suicide, but that was funny. <laughs> okay, so I'm going I'm going to say this. I've never considered suicide and I've never jumped, but he is on the second story of a church, from what I've seen, I don't think the fall would have killed him. I think he would have broken his leg, you know? He like, would have, bro- think- he would have yeah. broken something, definitely. But I don't think the I don't think the fall would have would have killed him because I know it wouldn't have, because what we're gonna see at the at the end of the episode. Right. But no, he would have he would have broken something, he would have caused some damage to himself. But I, right. I don't as a kid, we jumped off like two-story houses. Like, Absolutely, yeah, all the time. Totally, yeah, totally. <laughs> now, maybe if he would have just like gone over and gone head first, maybe. But maybe, maybe it would yeah, be a mild exactly, concussion yes. at that height, you know. <laughs> but the jump from the kids was, it was funny. And then they gave the the joke again, like 
Right. Like, oh, like, I wanted in. to see him oh, jump. The elf jump. And I was like, that is the worst. And also so funny. <laughs> the kids go inside and and Dan's talking to the elf. And he's like, don't jump. I'll be up. And he's like, you bring some food. And, and he's like, I'll be back in five minutes, which is just ridiculous if you've got somebody that's wanting to jump off a two-story building, mind you. But yeah. he's wanting to jump, and he's like, I'll be back in five minutes. Like, that guy's not going to last that long, man. So they go inside, and then Anthony Clark has come back. He just got done caroling, and he has an accordion with him. And he does, and he's doing the Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, uh, James, Happy Kwanzaa. And then he does something at the end, and he goes, Marjorie, and he plays the, was she deaf? I don't know what that was. What he was does it? This, the, it's like, is it like some Eastern European, uh, like, uh, uh, Christmas greeting? I didn't know. And then, and the laugh track just goes wild. And I'm like, no, nobody has any context for this. <laughs> Yeah, and then he does something with his arms. It's like, is she deaf? Is it sign language? But then if she was deaf, he wouldn't have played the accordion. She couldn't. I, I had no idea what that was. Well, and I wonder, like, could the actor just play the accordion? And so they were like, we're going to work this into an episode, you know? And it's going to be the Christmas episode, and he's going to play it was Anthony. Maybe it was Anthony Clark. Look, man, I can play the accordion, and I want to play the accordion in this <laughs> right? Like, 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 what happened in the writer's room? That's what I want to know. Like, <laughs> I can just picture in the writer's room, Anthony Clark just storms in with a script in his hand. I'm not playing the accordion in this episode. <laughs> now you're going to change this. Oh, so great. That's so great. And then he runs off the, he t- gets into a discussion. He thinks the elf is like some mechanical um, uh, decoration. And then the elf, he's like, oh, he's turning around. And then he, like, drops trowel. And yeah. Anthony runs off with the accordion, like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so bad. They're All of them are inside, and Dan is like, okay, I'm going to talk him down. You guys stay in here. Oh, Anthony says, he goes, oh, pastor, when I was in seminary, and I was like, oh, gosh, because I was in seminary, and he's like, they taught us how to deal with delicate people or whatever, and it was like this really bad acronym, CARE, C-A-R-E, and I don't remember what they were, but the last one he couldn't remember, and then he was like, is it as they fall to the ground, and I was like, this (laughs) seminarian is, like, making jokes about this? I was, uh, again, stomach turn, terrible, terrible. So Dan goes back up. So he goes up and he's brought milk and cookies and a coat for Gumdrop. They start talking. Gumdrop tells him how his life sucks. My wife left me. My parents year, are I'm dead. Being, he's like, next year I've lost my job. Well, you've got to work the other 11 months of the year unless you're making unless you're right. making $50,000 every December. you got to work <laughs> for the rest of the year. <laughs> so great. The other thing he can say is... So Dan Aykroyd's like, oh, your name is Gumdrop. And he reads his name tag and he goes, well, what's your real name? And and then he goes into this Russian accent and gives this very long, like, I don't know what it was. It was some Russian name with this very thick accent. And then he's like, I'm just going to stick with Gumdrop. And then the guy goes back to an American accent. I was like, I, I just couldn't. It was so bad. It was so bad. While this is happening... 
we cut back indoors with uh, Anthony Clark and the two older kids. The two younger kids have gone to bed, supposedly, you know, waiting for Santa. There is a man directly outside your door about to commit suicide. And it is, they are just not concerned at all. They are just lounging around that house. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, Anthony's there to, you know, make sure the kids don't go outside and see something bad, I suppose. And they, Which, uh, of course, if we, when we get to the end of the episode, he screwed that up. Right. So. <laughs> but the and older they, kids. They, they, they talk about the presents, right? Yes. The older kids are wrapping free samples for Dan, their dad. And Anthony Clark makes the same joke that is made. He's like, why couldn't you do something nice for your father? Like run away from home. Now, the joke is bad, but the way that Anthony delivers it, and then he goes, I'm so, it's, that joke is Anthony Clark making it work. Right. The, the, with the way he delivers it and the way he thinks he's funny. The only reason it works is because of Anthony Clark, the way he acts and his character. Yes, yes, agreed. Skilled actor. Yeah, very funny man. And they did so do the a sweet... I was a little nervous because the last one that we watched, there was this, like... They were on the verge. I know we talked a lot about, um, like, home improvement of this show kind of maybe modeling after that, maybe trying to have some kind of good moral end, which they never really do. And so... But the kids are trying to figure out what to give their dad. And, and then they do come up with something like, oh, we'll we'll make him something. And... Of course, they've been sneaking and looking in the presents, and then Anthony Clark was sneaking and looking in the presents. And I mean, it was a whole bit, you know, that was yeah. fine, but it was very predictable. But it was, uh, yeah, like you said, do make him something nice. So it, it, you know, it's great. It's it's fine. Yeah, like you said, it's that's and that pretty much describes it, this episode. It's fine. Uh, you know, you watch it once, you're not going to watch it again. It's nothing sticks with you. But then we cut back to Dan and the elf. And the elf is like pinching Dan's face. He's like, see, I got to do this every single day of my life. Kids are pinching my face. How are kids pinching your face? You're, you're, uh, you know, you're an adult. Unless kids are, st are standing on each other's shoulders, the only way they're getting to your face is if you bend down and let them do that. It's right. <laughs> it's great. And then, of course, the bad church drama enters, is what I call it, of of Dan Aykroyd giving this long speech to Gumdrop about why it's worth it to live. And, and, and then he goes off into probably the spiritualist stuff that Dan Aykroyd was into um, about the magic of Christmas and all of and it's And it's this somewhat sentimental monologue. Do you know the, what it's punctuated with? Do you remember? Because Oh, oh uh, I remember. <laughs> Because Christmas is one day of the year where there's real magic. I don't feel any magic. Y you just gotta try. See, I, I believe that thoughts create energy. And right now, all the dreams, wishes, prayers in the world are filling this night. And, well, that's where the magic comes from. And you can feel it. All you gotta do is, is just be quiet and listen. And contemplate this calm, beautiful, hope-filled, love-filled night.
Matthew said, and he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet. It was, it's all the things that I want in that kind of joke. And so it's this very sentimental moment. We're sitting in the quiet stillness of, of snow, and we've just heard about the magic of Christmas and snow's falling, and then we hear a... <laughs> it's a fart joke. And this is, was a network television show. I know. A professional writer wrote that. Right? He got through the producer and the director. Dan looked at that. And he said, yes. I'm going to do a fart joke. That honestly was one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen in my life. You know what would have been funnier and more macabre? But Dan gets done with that speech and he jumps. <laughs> onto the trampoline. Yes, onto the trampoline. Which is what comes in a second. What comes in a So, yes, he does this long... And, like you, and I totally got with you. When he said people are energy... And at Christmas time, people put more energy out and you can feel that energy. I, I, I 100% believe that's totally something that Dan believes yes. in his real life. You know, he's intercutting the Bible with his beliefs and it's a long and and the fart. It's it's like it's this comical farting sound. Yes. It, and, uh, and then he's like, and then he, quote, and then he quotes the Bible. He quotes the Bible. That's terrible. That's so he bad. What's the Bible to justify a fart joke? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> and I think at that point, you look at the you look at Dan's face, and he's obviously the one who's farted. And his character is embarrassed, but I I can't. It's like, is is he? Is he embarrassed? I don't feel like like he was. Like, I mean, I love a good fart joke. And I so don't mind. It, absolutely. A good it, fart joke is it great. It cracks me up, but it is like, it is like such bad writing, such bad taste, like all of it. But, I, I, you know, I think he uh, enjoyed that fart joke. Gumdrop the Elves. It's his birthday. So his birthday is. He has to share with Jesus. Jesus. It's just so. Oh, my gosh. So Dan's youngest child comes out. So where was Anthony Clark keeping the kids from going out to see the suicide? Not doing a good job. Not doing a good job. And the kid is like, gumdrop. And Dan goes, hey, it's gumdrop's birthday. And the kid's like, happy birthday, Mr. Gumdrop. He starts singing happy birthday. And Dan's like, you still feeling significant? Do you see? Oh. People people care about you. And it is. It's like bad. It's bad church drama. And he's like, I'm not going to kill myself because somebody's saying happy birthday to me. I'm not going to kill myself because a five-year-old child who thinks I'm connected to Santa and is just doing this because I'm not a real person in his eyes. I am an elf. And he's singing happy birthday to me to get in good with <laughs> Santa. That's why I'm not going to kill myself. That is exactly how that thing played out. Right, right. It's great. Real yeah. bad, real bad church drama going on there. It was bad. Church dramas and and kids shows, I think they fall under this umbrella where, oh, it's just a kid's show or it's just a church drama. Like if we get the word of the Lord out, it doesn't matter that we've done it with shitty writing. It's just like the Lord is good and we get to the end of that. It's like, I, it's just because it's a church drama or a kid's show doesn't mean you can't, 
it needs right. good writing. Yeah. But they want to put a simple answer on a very complicated situation. And that's where the bad writing is, is to put this very simple answer that people hold very deep beliefs about to a very complicated problem and not thinking about the complications of the problem. But You know how they saw this man is about to commit suicide. You know how they solve it with whiskey. He's like, I'm going to come down and eat cookies and drink whiskey. That's how you saw. I'm putting this out there. If you're suicidal, just drink. No, I can't. Just drink. Yeah, just drink some uh, milk laced with whiskey. But, <laughs> and that's how they solve the problem. A child sings happy birthday and he goes, drinks whiskey, and his suicidal thoughts are gone. Gone. That's how it works. Now, while this is happening, Anthony Clark climbs up there and he grabs him. He's so unpriest-like or pastoral, and he's like, "You freaky elf!" Because the guy wants to kill himself. He's like name calling. It's so so bad. Yeah, it's just like. And I'm like, okay, he's up there, and I called it. Like he's gonna fall off. He's gonna fall. You know, it's gonna happen. And that's exactly what happens. He gets up there, and he's like, "Be careful! It's kind of slippery." Whoa, 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 whoa! And he set up the trampoline, and that's what he said he was going to do. He's like, "I'll set up the trampoline." underneath you guys if it was any higher even with the trampoline you would have gone through in the tramp throw through thrown through right. you would have gone through the trampoline if it was any higher and then that's how that part of the episode ends it's just anthony clark bouncing, bouncing up, and, up down. and down on the trampoline and it can't be yes how high can it be if you're bouncing on a trampoline and you're and they can see you logic is not a part of the equation in these types of shows right then we have the credit scene and we were introduced to the, the deacon other- the, uh, yeah he's like another pastor he's he's in all the episodes usually but he's this older guy yeah, he's the older pastor, the older deacon, and he's wasted because he's been drinking the whiskey-laced milk. Yes. They're waiting for ham, and then the housekeeper comes back with a live pig. She's like, here's your dinner. Who's going to slaughter it? And they're like, oh, no, oh, we're no. not going to slaughter the pig. Yeah. It kind of ended okay. There were they're some like- bad jokes laced within there. Like, like, the kids were like, ham, ham, ham. They do the ham chant. And then, of course, they don't want it. And what's the what's the pig's name? Babe, because I guess that Babe, come yes. out. Yes, and then Anthony right. Daniels goes and like goes to grab the pig, and the drunk deacon is like, "Don't play with your food." And there's just these laugh tracks. Uh, it's just oh my gosh. It would have been funny if it was Anthony Daniels because he played through C three PO, Anthony Clark. Oh, Anthony Clark. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if C three PO was eating a pig, I'd I'd pay it. <laughs> And she goes, well, we'll keep the pig and I'll serve lentil casserole and turnip pie. And then the drunk pastor goes, oh, babe, you're in trouble. Right. What is it? What does he even mean by that? Because they're not killing the pig or is it? I guess it means like lentil lentils and turnips are so bad that children will slaughter a pig for dinner. Oh, is that what the joke was? I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Wow. And then that's it. That's the episode. And it was funny. I was watching it. uh, I watched it twice. And then my husband was happened to be in and I was like, oh, hey, you got to watch the fart joke. And um, and then we were watching the end credits and the credits start and the scene keeps going. And my husband's like, is this is the show over? And I'm like, no, not yet. They still have like two more minutes. It's just like the it's like the it's like the end cap of the show. So like the credits roll before it's over. It's so confusing thing you said about the laugh track is there was a scene they're up on the ledge and he's explaining 
He's like, no, here's what happened. The Lord sent me and my children to the mall so you could, I could get mad at you and you could get mad at me and I could, you could come here and blah, 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 blah. Gumdrop goes, does the Lord always work in run-on sentences? And the laugh track has a laugh break. Right. With that, if, if you watch the episode, it's like they thought that that joke deserved an applause break. And was wow. the pinnacle joke of the episode. Run-on sentence. So great. Yes. But, but wait, God cared enough about you to get my kids to drag me down to the mall yesterday so that I could get irritated at you, so you could get mad at me, so you'd come back here to my roof to try to jump so I could tell you how much God cares about you. Does God always work and run on sentences? <laughs> and then that's it. And then... And then your husband was great. You know, he, I guess he was happy because that was the end of the episode. Right. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't have to sit through all of it. So uh, no. And but, that was a Christmas episode of Soul Man. It's just terrible. It's just not funny. It's predictable. And I'm surprised. It was. I. I'm. To me, to this just had to be a paycheck to Dan. Because everybody on the uh, on it, everybody, it had to be a paycheck, right? Like who? Except for Anthony Clark, I I feel that Anthony Clark was really enjoying what he was doing and really putting, really putting time and effort into it. The kids, they don't. I mean, I'm sure they were excited. Hey, I'm on a TV. I'm on a network TV show. It's just not worth watching. And like I said, I just wanted to get a Christmas episode in, so I chose this, and I chose you. Because I know if you didn't listen to our last podcast, uh, tell us what your project is, Laura. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so I have a one woman show called The Holy O. You can find out more at theholyoplay.com. And I just finished my 2023 tour and I'm in the process of getting venues and applying for festivals for, uh, for 2023, applying for 2024. So those should be coming up here pretty soon, um, kind of mid, mid-year mid next year. And I like to talk about theater and uh, theology and, and difficult issues that don't have easy answers without giving answers. <laughs> you'll never, you'll never get a, uh, let me sing you a song and hand you a whiskey as an answer. So... <laughs> They should not have tried to tackle it. It's like they only have 22 minutes. I know they I know they have to speed things up. I know that a child a birthday song in whiskey is not going to solve suicide. It was like there's no way there's no way they could have given suicide justice. And well, and, and, and the and thing is they didn't even invite him in. It was like he disappeared after he said I'm going to go have some milk and whiskey and then the the elf doesn't like join them for Christmas dinner or anything. He's, you know, on about his merry way. Next ledge, I suppose. All right, that's it. Lauren, I want to thank you for doing this. Check out her website. Anything else you want to add before we go? Oh my gosh, I always love being on this podcast and talking about all the fun things that uh, Dan Aykroyd does and visiting with you, Scott. Thanks so much. And all the fun things that he doesn't do. Right. So, <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for watching. This will be the last podcast of 2023. And I will see everybody back here in 2024. Merry Christmas. We'll see you next year. Bye. To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Dan Aykroyd podcast. See the mobile the boys made me? 
Hey, you guys. Great present. Thanks. This is excellent milk. <laughs> you must give me the name of your dairy. This is great. Bishop, Todd, after the service, feel free to come back for a fantastic Christmas dinner. We're having country-style ham. All right, ham. Ha-ha! <laughs> Merry Christmas, Weber family. We're here. Did she tell you she was bringing a date? What is that? Your Christmas ham. It's not ham. That's a pig. And where do you think ham comes from? A can at the supermarket. Does he have a name? Yes. Babe. Aww. Now, let's draw straws to see who gets to slaughter the little piggy. Oh, I don't think so, witchy woman. This is one of God's creatures. Todd, don't play with your food. He's so cute. Don't hurt, babe. Daddy, I just want peanut butter. Linda, do we have anything else? How about lentil loaf and a turnip pie? Been nice knowing you, babe. has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast. Merry Christmas, Father! Look! It's the elf! And Santa What are you doing up there? You said to drop by any time, so in about five seconds I'm going to be dropping by your left ear. What? I'm going to jump. Jump! Because elves uh, can pop merrily from rooftop to rooftop. It's part of their magic. Cool! Jump, 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 jump! Friend, Meredith, I want you to go to your rooms and go right to bed. I have to have a grown-up talk with Mr. Gumdrop. It's about your presence. Darn. I wanted to see him jump.